0: Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. At One Word, we find that a lot of times goals and aspirations and New Year's resolutions are tied up in doing, and we would say at The Word, we hope it is tied up in being and becoming. Wow, yeah. Right? So We don't want you to just have goals or tasks to accomplish. Uh, we want The Word to be something that God is making you to become. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. What is
1: going on, everybody? Welcome to the 44th episode of The Sweat Room. My name is Noah Corson. Alongside my co-host, Bjorn Webb, we're so pumped for today's episode with Josh Lane. This is our second week of our sports and clothing series, and Josh is the man. Him and I went to school together at Taylor University in the middle of nowhere, Upland, Indiana, absolutely loved being at Taylor. Josh is the man. He he used to play baseball there. He's a great athlete. You guys are going to love this episode, but if you're not familiar with Josh Lane, he serves with a nonprofit ministry called The First Priority of South Florida, where he gets to equip middle school and high school student leaders to share the gospel with their peers and help the local church to reach the campus for Christ. He also founded One Word Brand in 2019, and you can learn more about that in our show notes. Go check out his website at OneWordBrand.com, but One Word is to help you choose it, rep it, and live it, because they believe that one word has the power to change your life. You guys are in for a treat for the second week of our sports and clothing series, and if you're new to our po- podcast, welcome. We're so glad to have you today. We're a podcast that is based out of Buffalo, New York, but we have listeners all across the country and around the world. We're just so glad that you've decided to join us today, and if you're new to us, we're, our motto is get it, got it, give it. We're always in every phase of this, always learning, always teaching, and always applying. But we like to say here at the SWAT room as well, everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform. And Josh has an incredible story he's going to share with you. The three G's are so important in faith, in life, in leadership, and so much in our daily walk with Christ. But Josh is going to spit some wisdom today, and you're going to hear a little of his story today. so excited to share this episode with you. And before we dive in, make sure to check us out on social at Watermark Sports on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter it's a little bit different it's at Pod, and I highly highly encourage all of our listeners if you're listening right now to get pen and paper Josh is going to share some incredible wisdom with you guys today but even if you miss it giving you guys some grace check out our blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog you can go check us out there as well so without further ado here is our episode with Josh Lane we want to welcome to the sweat room Josh Lane Josh welcome to the sweat room man what's going on it's an honor to be here guys josh we graduated together at taylor university class of 2019 shout out class of 2019 so being from taylor what is your favorite memory at taylor university
0: oh man that's a great question and this is one that you've mentioned before i'm, I'm sure you mentioned tim tebow speaking at chapel i think yes it's love tebow that was pretty cool. And we got to sit a few rows behind him, if you remember that, being a part of welcoming people. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, so that was sweet. But um, man, it's hard to just pick one memory at Taylor. Uh, having had the same roommates, shout out to Stumpy and Alex. Uh, <laughs> uh, and just so many good memories of them. Uh, but I got to play baseball there and probably my favorite baseball memory, um, was getting to host a regional, uh, my junior year, we had a blast. We got to host it at Taylor and we won oh, the cool. first game. So we won a regional game, which was a really cool experience.
2: That's sweet. That that's awesome. sweet. Yeah. And so Josh, for our listeners, you're from Miami and that's where you are now. So a little bit different weather than Buffalo here, but we, uh, we're not jealous at all. Not <laughs> jealous. Um, so speaking of Miami, um, I know you're not, you know, the Dolphins aren't your favorite NFL team, but how do you feel about the Miami Dolphins? And do you think that they'll be able to compete with the all great Buffalo Bills next year? (laughs) A biased Buffalo Bills. What? Not at all. Not at all.
0: (laughs) I I love your guys' enthusiasm for the Bills. It's awesome. It's (laughs) contagious. It's hard not to cheer for the Bills, man. Josh Allen is a gunslinger.
2: (laughs) America's team. I'm seriously. It's not the Bill's Cowboys gone. anymore. <laughs> Buffalo is America's taking team. over. Yep.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. But I think Miami, I'm a, I'm a huge Miami sports fan for everything except for the dolphins. They're my number two team. So I still support them, um, but I have some loyalty to the Seahawks, but I think the dolphins have way over exceeded expectations. And I think Brian Flores deserves a ton of credit. He's built a great culture there and I hope they stay the path. I, I truthfully hope that they keep to a, That's an unpopular opinion probably, but I hope they keep their high draft picks and keep building this young core that they have. I love that. Yeah, and how do you think uh, Seattle
1: is going to be in the future?
0: Man, so I'm a big Russ fan, and uh, he's a man of faith. He's a Christian dude. And uh, they just fired their offensive coordinator, uh, which is surprising to me because the first half of the year, they were explosive. So we'll see. I think things are a little shaky in Seattle right now. Yeah, I agree. So
1: for you, you you're from Florida, you have a Miami background a little bit. So being a Florida guy and a Marlins fan and your dad is also the chaplain of the Marlins there, which is awesome. And we've had a few different chaplains on the podcast, but I'd love to have the perspective of you being the son of that. What is it like being the son of a
0: chaplain? Man, that's a great question. Um, for me, it's just, it's, Made me grow a ton of respect um, for my dad. Uh, Getting to see him uh, pour into guys year after year. And especially the Marlins, they've kind of been a revolving door. A lot of years of players just trading guys away and as soon as they kind of make it, they're gone. Uh, so it's been cool to see him maintain relationships with guys years after they're not playing for the Marlins and uh, mm-hmm. pour into them, and uh, just to see his heart. But one of the cool things for me personally was I, I actually got to preach to the Marlins and the Colorado Rockies one year. Hey, no go Rockies! Yeah, <laughs> on Father's Day, my dad uh, he said, "Hey, can your Father's Day gift be to me that I'll take this Sunday off and uh, you preach to the team?" Wow. So the, the Rockies were in town. And the way it goes for baseball is you do three separate chapels. You do one for the home team, one for the visiting team, and then one for the umpires.
2: Wow. So uh, it's uh, it was it was a, the three teams that are on the field that day.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. What did you speak on that day? Like specifically uh, I, to that team? I uh, spoke on the story of Joseph and kind of the comeback that um, God did in his life. You know, he spent um, probably 10 plus years in a jail cell he was thrown into a pit by his brothers. Um, mm-hmm. he was betrayed by so many people and uh, ultimately like God was setting up an amazing comeback in his life to show his faithfulness. So, mm-hmm. wow, that's amazing. Wow.
2: That's awesome. What what a cool opportunity. And, and, and speaking of your faith and, and sharing, you know, this devotional with, with, uh, you know, the Marlins and the Rockies, Josh, could you tell us a little bit of your faith journey and how you came to know Christ?
0: Yeah, sure. So I came to Christ at a really young age. Uh, Thankfully, uh, my dad, of course, was the chaplain. And so he was a man of faith uh, and um, came to faith at a young age, but didn't have a ton of confidence. And so um, really to now be in ministry is really cool because I had to have people come alongside me, different youth pastors or or mentors or leaders in my life that kind of saw it in me and drew it out of me and um, saw things in me that I didn't see myself and gave me opportunities to grow in my faith and to lead others as well. So Mm. uh, pretty cool, man. And it just shows the power of people pouring into me. And I hope that I can do that for so many students now.
2: Absolutely. I I love that. And that, that right there is the heart of one of our mottos is get it, got it, give it. And we talk about how we never graduate from any phase of that. And, and right there, like you got poured into, and now you're saying, man, I was poured into by so many people that I want to give back and I want to see if I can make a difference in somebody's life with my life. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. That just, that's the real, that's the real heart of a champion right there. And that's the the gospel message there is what can we do to be like Christ and to be a light for those around us? So I, I love that. That's so cool.
0: Mm-hmm. And man, I love your guys. I love your mottos. And I know, I just listened to your your episode to start the new year. So I know you guys are shifting a little more storytelling. Yeah. I love, it. I love your guys heart and what you guys are doing. It's awesome. Well, well thanks Josh I appreciate that. Thanks, yeah Josh. It's, it's been a journey but we're excited
2: to be
1: on it. Yeah and like anything I, you've been in the podcast world you know how it's kind of once you start out you figure out a lot as you go and and that's kind of what we've 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 come to realize the 3Gs are still really important but what we've loved is like getting to know your story getting to know other people's stories from the high school level to the professional athlete. Everyone's got a story to tell. And especially as believers, the words of our testimony matter. Mm. And yeah, I love hearing that. So for you, I know you're a big sports guy. And often a question we ask on this podcast is, how do you see sports and faith go together?
0: Man, that's a great question. Um, I think you've probably heard a lot of people go the platform route. I think that kind of goes unsaid nowadays, that sports can be a huge platform to be an influence to other people and to a watching world, especially on the professional level and the the major Division One Power Five, college level. Uh, those guys and gals have just ridiculous platform that they can use to um, share about Christ and the influence he's had. But I'll, I would also take it another route. I think that um, – Here's one of my things in life that I've kind of learned as I've grown is that you can't separate like you can't compartmentalize your faith. Right. You can't just say, like, "Hey, here's the spiritual part of my life and put it in a box like that's a part of everything we do. So when we're in the classroom, when we're on the field, wherever I mean, we have the opportunity for God to stretch and mold us. And so for mm-hmm. me, playing baseball for most of my life is such a frustrating and challenging game of failure. Right. <laughs> and so for me, God exposed some serious areas of spiritual weakness mm-hmm. through the game of baseball. Uh, right. For me to personally grow. Um, but of course, for those who don't have the massive platform for those who are in youth right now or high school or whatever it is, you have the opportunity to influence the people around you and Mm -hmm. build relationships with those people. One summer I got to play in Hannibal, Missouri, and, um, I felt like I was one of just, uh, three or four other Christian guys on the team. Um, Uh, a very, uh, awesome group of guys, great dudes, but a huge opportunity for me to just show up every day and Mm -hmm. be able to the guys around me. And so it's not always when you're in front of the camera or when you're behind the microphone, but it's also just the day in day out, how you represent Christ and how you let his light shine through you. Mm, That's so good. And for you, what, what is one area I know you talked a little about
1: of working on the weaknesses of in baseball, where did you feel like baseball really taught you about your weaknesses?
0: Oh man. Um, I had such a lack of patience. Um, and it's funny, one of the questions you asked me later, we'll talk about that more uh, about my word for last year. My word for, for last year was patient. Um, so obviously it took me a long time to realize that and learn. And let God.
2: <laughs> no, that's so good. Yeah, that's, that's cool. And speaking of last year, it was crazy. We don't need to go into it a whole ton about just what 2020 brought but in the midst of everything that happened in 2020, what, what did you really see that God taught you? And I know God works in mysterious ways, but but for you, what, what did God teach you in 2020?
0: Um, man, one of the biggest things is just that nothing is wasted, like no mm-hmm. season is wasted. For a lot of people, a lot of their... Um, whatever you wanna call it, scorecard or measurement for success or feeling accomplished or doing things was completely wrapped up in being around other people. And so when we were forced to be by ourselves, Um, it was completely different and it was a whole new world. And we had to find new ways to um, feel like we're contributing, to feel like we're being successful and to feel like we're accomplishing the tasks that God has set us out to do. And so for me, it was a real time of just getting back into my one-on-one relationship with the Lord, um, reaching out to some people that I had been, you know, um, distant from for a while or out of touch from, and just finding new ways to seek out community, right? Because a lot of times a lot of times we can unintentionally have feel like we have community just because we're being around people. But when we were forced to like isolation into our homes and to not be out and about, we had to be really intentional to have community, to have real conversations. Like, even for example, we couldn't go to church for a while, right? I don't know how long you were locked down in Buffalo, but for us, there was like a two month period where we couldn't even go to church. Mm -hmm. And so going from working at a church every day to not being able to just go to church to having church at home for two months, it was like, you don't even have those natural conversations when you're bumping into people and talking about your faith and talking about life. So you really had to seek those out. So I would just say that no season is wasted. Wow, that's, that's so good. That is so good. And, and I'd love to ask a follow-up
1: question with that, too. And, and I know you're involved with First Priority Church and just all the work that you do there. How did you see ministry shift being there as well for you, yourself, and then just even impacting others during just the whole pandemic and during covid
0: that's a great question. So for me, I shifted roles right before the pandemic, like right when it went down. My first week on the job, I had shifted from working at our church to working for First Priority. Mm-hmm. And at First Priority, it's probably similar to what most people have experienced as FCA or Youth for Christ. We do on-campus ministry on public, middle, and high schools. Thanks. So for me, I haven't got to step foot on a campus since March until last week. Mm-hmm. So we had to- reinvent and create a new way to reach students on campus without actually being able to step foot on campus so it was a total shift was it a lot of zooms i assume yeah a lot of zooms a lot of google meets
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) man man yeah that's wild so you're you're involved with a pretty awesome organization brand i'd love for just our
0: listeners tell us a little about the one word brand how did it start and what's it all about Oh, man. Thanks for asking, Noah. It actually started at Taylor in a dorm room. So um, my roommate, Alex Hunter, big shout out to him. He was a business major. I was a Christian ministry major, so I lacked uh, total knowledge on business. But I had this idea. I loved writing one word on an index card and putting it on my desk and taping it there and seeing it there. I loved putting one in my pocket. I loved writing it on the bill of my hat every day at practice. I loved just focusing on one word because I found that I had so many ambitions and goals that it was not even like compatible. It wasn't, I wasn't even able to accomplish all the things that I wanted to mm. just because I made so much of it up. So for me, it was a process of simplifying things. And I was like, man, I think this could help so many other people. Well, um, then I thought, what if we did t-shirts or whatever? So I'm wearing one of them right now. It says courage on it. Oh, I love it. Alex really helped me build the idea. But then for two or three years, we just kind of sat on it. We never actually went forward with it. We never made anything. But once I graduated, I had an awesome mentor tell me, he said, hey, if you don't start that before you turn 25, you never will. And I'm Mm. so glad that mentor gave me that advice because it's been such a valuable learning experience. And I think we've been able to help inspire a lot of people. That's yeah, good.
2: I love that. And I know I, before I even knew what one word brand was, um, I, I saw some effects of, of what you guys do. And, you know, I met Noah a little over a year ago. And I know since he started working here, there were times where he said, you know, for this season of my life, like this is my word, or this is my word. Mm-hmm. and 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 I saw how that shaped him. And I love that focus. And I didn't know exactly where it came from until he mentioned, he's like, yeah, you know, one word brand. I'm like, oh man, that's a, that's a phenomenal idea. And it just, it really hones in like, Hey, let's focus on this during this season. And if we can, you know, be more patient when patience is my word, then that's great. And once we do that, maybe make that a habit, make that a part of who I am. And then, all right, next season of my life, maybe courage, maybe that's my word and make that a And man, that's so powerful. And so for our listeners, what's your word? 2021 or maybe this season, what, what word is your word? What, what word are you going to latch onto and really try to better yourself in that area? That's, that, you know, that's my challenge to our listeners. Um, and even to myself is, you know, seek what, what, what word is my word? Um, and I, I love that. That's, that's so good. And you guys have a slogan. What is the slogan and where did that come from? Cool. Yeah. And first of all,
0: you nailed it. Like that's that's what we believe at OneWord. We find that a lot of times goals and aspirations and New Year's resolutions are tied up in doing and we mm. would say word we hope it is tied up in being and becoming. Wow, yeah. right? So we don't want you to just have goals or tasks to accomplish. Uh, we want the word to be something that God is making you to become, right? Mm. We want to, we want to represent Christ as best as we can. And Galatians talks about the fruit of the spirit. And those of course, aren't all of our words, but we want to have a word for a season of life that we can become. So you nailed that, Jordan. Thanks mm. for sharing that. But uh, that's our motto is choose it, rep it, live it. So it's close to what you guys have with get it, got it, give it. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. But uh, that's our our motto. And um, I just wrote an article about that and put out a video to kind of explain that a little bit more. But basically, we wanted to make it as simple as possible, as concise as possible, um, just like you guys have done a great job of. But it's about choosing a word and then wearing it or putting it places where you're seeing it ultimately to live it out and to become that
2: person. And I I love the idea of, you know, you said you wrote it on your, you know, the bill, your hat, when you're playing baseball, like putting it somewhere that's like, you know, I, I would have never thought of using, you know, the bill of my hat to help me become a better person, but like something that simple, like, man, that's, that's so good. It's like, what, what creative ways can we find in our mundane everyday lives to spice it up throw something in there and become become better humans I, mm. man that's that's so good i love that and it's so simple with one word
1: i love that i love your guys's brand josh you and nick are killing it with your podcast too i i this is a shout out to your guys' podcast right now i mean we'll get there in a little bit but you and nick are doing a phenomenal job even between the guests that you have on it's it's a good length it's it's an encouragement man so be proud of yourself and what you guys are doing and so we we talked about it a little earlier and bjorn Talked a little bit, but Josh, for you, what is your one word that last year personally touched you? And then what is your one word for this year? So, what is your one word from last year? And then, what is your future one word for this year?
0: Well, Noah, thanks for the kind words, man. I appreciate it and love what you guys are doing. Um, but my word for last year, as I mentioned earlier, was patient, and um, truthfully. Uh, that just showed up my impatience exposed why I needed to pick the word patient, uh, just because it showed up in so many areas of life and you guys can probably attest to this, but the transition out of college and into, you know, your first job or whatever is really a, it's a harsh transition. It's a whole, it's a whole new world. And so, um, for me, I kind of find, found myself being extremely impatient and thinking, man, I just studied for four years. I'm prepared for ministry. I'm ready to go and wanting to have more opportunities and wanting to be able to speak into things more. And I was just being extremely impatient. And so that was really exposed to me. And that was just one of the many areas for me. Uh, I get impatient uh, in conversation sometimes and I just want to move and I'm a fidgety person. And so I just really had to surrender to God and uh, and allow him to say, hey man, you need to work on this. So that was my work for last year. Uh, Now this year,
2: I want to. Before we get to your word for this year, I want to commend you for picking that word because I know I've been told, like Bjorn, don't ask for patience because if you do, God will put opportunities in your life where you need to be patient, and that's not (laughs) fun. So I commend you because I know there's times where I thought about praying and asking God for patience, and I literally don't do it, which I should. Like you know, slap on (laughs) slap on the wrist for me not doing it, but like I because I'm just like man. I don't want opportunities where I need to be patient, so I'm not going to ask for it. So kudos to you for really sticking to that and seeing fruit from that. So what about this year? Uh, Well,
0: thanks for sharing that. That's a great call. And it's like that way for anything, right? Not just patience. We can ask for it, but uh, God's got to do a work in us. Mm. So this year, my word is finish. Um, If you know my personality, I'm a really ambitious guy. I'm a starter. I love to reach out to people. I love to include people, to invite people, but I need to have better follow through and I need to finish things well. And I need to, I have a lot of dreams and say, I want to do things. For example, one thing I said the whole year last year was that I wanted to start a book club and I never did. And so this year I'm like, man, the word is finish. We're gonna make it happen. We're gonna actually make these things happen. So, uh, the word is finish this year, and then also just with uh, different seasons of life. You mentioned that you're getting married in June, and I am as well. So, to finish this season of life well, to be fully prepared for the next season of life of marriage. So, that's the thinking behind finish.
1: Yeah, I love that. I love the words finish and patience. I think those are two 21s two that are needed from 2020 and they need to carry into 2021 and i want to share with you is when i when bjorn and i meet throughout the week my my word for a little bit was transition i f- i felt like i was in the transition form of my life and now my word for this year that's carrying over it started a little early i don't know if that's legal or not with the one word brand <laughs> but my word right now is pruning And I, I really think I'm in the pruning things of my life. And and that's from that John passage when Jesus is talking about, you know, prune the fruit and that's where I'm at right now. And I, I love that, but I thought I'd share that with you because what you guys are doing means a lot to me. So,
2: yeah, I, Josh, I have an, I have a question for you and this is totally off script throwing something at you here. So, so be ready. Um, with you you talked about finishing this season of life well and you like myself we're getting married in June not to each other but <laughs> at the, you know somebody else so just to be clear um so what for you what is finishing this season of life of i guess legal singleness like what does finishing that well look like for you
0: Man that's a great question first of all is giving my all for the next season mm-hmm. right I just, to be completely honest, like I could care less a lot about a lot of the details of, of the wedding. Right. So Same. Uh, I got, but my fiance does. Right. So I want to honor that. I want to serve her. I want to put her interests above my own. So I want to honor that. And I want to finish that well. So like, even when I'm done talking to you guys and, and I finished work this afternoon, I'm like I'm going to be putting in some work for some details of the wedding. Right. And it's not what I want to do, but it's what I got to do. I got to finish that well.
2: Yeah. amen. But, uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also finishing well in relationships that are going to change, right? Like right now I have three younger brothers and I get to spend a lot of time with them moving back here to South Florida. Um, being away from there for, for four years was crazy, right? I'd, I'd go to school at Taylor. I'd come back and they'd be grown like a foot. And I'm like, oh my goodness, who are you? Mm-hmm. So uh, finishing that relationship well, and not that that relationship is over, but it's going to change, right? Some yeah. relationships with friends where I'm going to them first about things. Now that's going to change. They're not my primary form of accountability or they're not my primary uh, form of fellowship. That's going to be with my wife. So finishing out the season well in those ways, um, is a great, is kind of how I'm approaching it. Um,
2: yeah. Wow. That's, that, that's so, that's so good. And man, I, I need, I need to learn some from you in that. And, you know, I'm going to start asking myself like, all right, what is it, what does it look like to, to finish this season of life? Well, and so I'll, I'll, Yeah. I'll, I'll challenge Noah to hold me to it next, (laughs) next, next week. He's going to ask me about that and I'll be able to, I'll have to give a response of what I'm doing to finish this season. Well, but that's, that's so good. And I, I echo what you said with, you know, relationships with, with my family and, you know, my younger brothers, I have two, they're, they're twins, they're freshmen in college this year. And I was able to spend a lot of time with them this year. And it's like, you know what, it's probably going to change once, you know, I get married and all these things, but you know, how do I, how do I focus on that now and make the most of the time we're at now? Um, That's, that's so good. So we've talked a lot about one word brand podcasts, blogs, all these things that you're doing. How can people find you? How can they get plugged into what you're doing? And if somebody wants to buy a t-shirt with their word on it, like how do they do that?
0: Well, thanks for asking. I appreciate you guys giving me this chance. So our, our website for one word is www.onewordbrand.com. And that's just the number one, not O-N-E, but just the number one word brand.com.
2: Cool. That's good for people like me that aren't good at spelling. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, And
0: then you can find us on all social medias at that same thing at one word brand. And then you can find me personally at Josh underscore Lehner If you want, I'm on um, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, LinkedIn, I guess, if anyone uses that. <laughs> <laughs> Professional cool.
1: circles, cool. awesome. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by, Josh. And As we close out and finish out, do you have any final thoughts and just words of encouragement for our listeners today?
0: I love that you guys included this piece. Uh, I got to be at a youth group last night, and the, the youth pastor did a great job. He was sharing in Ephesians and Romans, and, and he closed out with this verse, and I was like, man, that's perfect. It's Romans 5.8. But God demonstrates his own love for this for us. And this is that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. And um, that's just a beautiful passage, man. Uh, We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. But God loves us so much. And so we can just bask in that love.
2: Amen. Amen. That's so good. Well, thanks so much for, for stopping by today, Josh. And it's been a pleasure getting to know you and hearing a little bit of your heart. So thanks for stopping by.
0: Well, guys, thanks for having me. It was a blast. Well thank you Josh for
1: joining us today. Bjorn, what were some of your thoughts from today?
2: Yeah, that was that was fun. I just I enjoyed talking to Josh. It was fun to, to get to know one of your friends from college and yeah. get to shoot the breeze a little bit. But something he said early on really stuck with me throughout the rest of the episode. Mm. And that was, he mentioned not compartmentalizing our life, Mm. not putting our spiritual lives on Sundays and sports on Fridays. And, you know, it's God calls us to be followers of Christ. And he calls us to do that every single day. And Mm. that's really what I believe Josh meant by that is every single day, no matter what we're doing, who we're doing it with, where we're doing it. We need to do that and be a light for Christ mm. and emulate Christ's love in our life. So whether we are like Josh did playing baseball in college or whether we are at youth group mm-hmm. or whether we're sitting on the couch watching TV with our family or whether we're rooting the, for the Bills in the playoffs, like <laughs> squish, the fish. squish the fish, <laughs> whatever, whatever we're doing, do it for Christ. And I think yeah. that's really what it means to not compartmentalize our life is Christ should be a part of our life in everything. Mm, yeah. So what good. about you, Noel? What were what was the takeaway that you had?
1: I just love their brand itself of just one word brand yeah. and asking that one word. And I encourage our listeners of what is your one word? What is one word to you, the listener? What are you thinking about as you're going through this year? As this is when this airs, this will be in February, and we're past the January phase of oh, this is New Year, New Me. But really, what is your word for this year? Mm. And I love his words of patience and. And I know mine's pruning and and what God is doing in my life. I I want to ask you yours. Do you have a word for this? I
2: I don't yet. I don't yet. And I have a couple words I'm throwing around, but I'm going to, I'm going to do some, I'm going to do some prayer, some reflection and really thinking after this is done. And, you know, maybe, maybe the next episode we air, I'll share what my word is and Mm. we'll we'll throw it out there. Um, But I think this is something that, you know, I would like to, I would like to find a word that is is right and true. And Mm. for me. And, you know, he mentioned, Josh mentioned finish and how important that was for this phase of life. And right. I can see that that, you know, that might fit for me in this stage of life, but there may be a different word that's better, mm. that more fits me and where I'm at right now. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know yet, but I'm going to, I'm going to really think on it. And that's it. okay. I didn't mean to put you on the no, spot. No, you're, you're good. I, but, don't, I just don't want to say something and then in a week be like, ah, no, that's not my no, point. and No, so. that's,
1: that's something that that's true. It needs to be true to you. Yeah. And I think... You're you're right. It needs to be something where you need to sit and reflect. And that's why it's, it's not one of those things like, hey, like, what do you want like to eat? Like, you can say that pretty quickly. Sure. sure. Like, what's your favorite candy? Yeah. But something that's yeah.
2: pretty serious and means a lot
1: to you it yeah. requires and,
2: thought. And I even, part of me wants to sit down with my fiance Madeline, and mm. say, hey, what's, what's our word for this season of engagement? what's our word as a couple mm. as you know, cause we are two people and we're going to become one in June. Mm. What is our word right now? As we strive to bring Christ to be the center of our relationship, as we are going to be starting a family, the web family of Madeline and Bjorn, which is yeah. crazy. Sounds weird to even say, but like, how can we, how can we start this off on the right foot and maybe doing something together like right. that can, can make it so much more special and we can hold each other accountable yeah. Yeah. Bjorn, our word is patient and you're not being patient <laughs> or you know whatever it is. Maybe our words communicate and sure. maybe it's you know communicating better. I, I don't know. And that's
1: where I'm so excited for you and Josh both. Like The beginning of this year is going to be much different than the end of this year, yeah. Yeah. which is awesome and so exciting. So I'm happy for the both of you guys. Really,
2: really excited. So. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I got, I got one more thing, Noah, before yeah. we wrap up here. One final reflection. And when Josh talked about doing versus being Mm. and I love the quote that we are human beings not human doings absolutely and it's who we are not what we do and that is huge and I know that's been a struggle for me and and Josh mentioned the transition from college from studying to working to in the workforce in life that there's it's a hard transition there and I know for me one of the hardest transitions was finding my identity in what I do Mm. because your first year, two, three, five, ten, whatever it is after college, like you may not be doing what you want to do. You may not be having all the opportunities like Josh said that That's you really feel bad. like you should have, where it's okay, let's not focus on what we do because we're not human doings, we're human beings. Right. Let's focus on as your word suggests, pruning who we are to be a better version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that what we get called to do in the future and the opportunities we get to do in the future, we can do those from a place of who we are and the character that we've built around our personal identity, which should be in Christ. And I I will always remember hearing that for the first time and hearing Josh reflect on that because mm-hmm. that is something that has been a huge point for me in my life. So I love that. We're not human being we're not human doings, we're right. human beings. Yes. absolutely and I I know we
1: talked about that even earlier even if I think it was a few months ago mm. but I think Josh saying that again and then you just talking about that, I thank you for that those are words of encouragement I that will encourage somebody else of what what they're going through right now yeah I hope so it's, it's 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 easy to forget that sometimes of you know I think being it, sometimes busy is not always the best thing mm. it's being intentional with what we're doing and yeah. reflecting about things so yeah I really appreciate it today Thank you, Josh, for joining us for this episode. And next week, everybody, we're so excited to bring you Eric Chubai. If you're not familiar with Eric Chubai, he's my boss at my other job that I have it's a, at a print shop. He owns a print shop called Wingfoot Screen Printing. It's an awesome place if you need shirts. But he used to be a runner at the University of Buffalo, also known as UB around here in Buffalo. And he broke... A few running records there. He has a sports and faith background. He runs a print shop. You guys are going to love this conversation. Such a fun guy. Here's an excerpt. Honestly, the time and a place for integrity is always. Right. And for as a man um, and
2: men, young boys out there listening walk your private life like you would your public. your public life. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room Sports and Faith Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports, on Twitter at Room Pod, and our new blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. Until next time, get it, got it, and give it.
0: Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a
2: podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church.